What's up, YouTube viewers and audio listeners? Welcome to episode eight of the Coffee with Sam podcast, featuring my unironed Vans t-shirt. Other other brands are available, and also also welcoming my guest, Danielle Romson, Team England jazz coach and athlete. Roll that intro. So, welcome to the podcast, Danielle. Look at you and your new hair. Your new hair. Yeah. And I try and bring a try and bring a, sh- a flowery shirt every week just to try and make everyone feel <laughs> a bit happy. It does look good. You look like a That's what I'm trying with this sun. I'm trying to feel like. Well, I'm trying to think. I'm in Florida. <laughs> oh, yeah. When were you supposed to fly out? Uh, last week. Last Friday. Oh, you you went quite early then, didn't you? We go a week before, yeah, and we train for the whole week before. And then do you come home straight after? Two days after, yeah. <gasps> yeah, it's not a holiday for that. It's, it's about just going to compete and that's it. Oh, no, it's definitely a holiday for us. We were <laughs> like, we'll spend two days and that's pushing us luck. <laughs> How have you been? How have you been this last couple of weeks? Good, it's crazy, isn't it? Crazy times. Um, I think I think I've quite enjoyed the rest. I've quite enjoyed the time off and the brain break. It's been good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice to be forced to... Like, yeah, when you forget about financials and that type of thing, it's nice to be mm-hmm. told, do nothing. <laughs> yeah. And not worry. I think we find it so difficult to just do nothing. Yeah, and not, and not worry. Like, as soon as the financial aspect's out of the way, you're like, Oh, okay. Oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, maybe a few days or if once a week it comes back in like, oh, financials, oh, money. Mm-hmm. But then I think every other day after that, it's all right. Like, I think it's, 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 like you say, it's nice to have that nothing in your head that you're not doing anything. Definitely. And, and just to get up on the morning and just chill and not have to rush out of the house to go to teach at school or to go, you know, do, do some errands and stuff like that. I think it's brilliant. I've had a really good time in relaxing. So you co-own or run a cheer program, correct? Yeah, I co-own it with my sister. Yeah, so, my team. So what have you guys done and how have you dealt with this situation? Are you, have you completely closed or what have you done to keep? Because we're based in a school, like as soon as, as, soon as the school shut, we had, obviously had to um, stop our classes from going on um so we went straight to um a coach app so we just basically put like videos that the athletes could like copy basically and then they would post it back and then like we would kind of tick off that they've participated in this class and it went it we we did that for about two weeks and then we went on to zoom like everyone else because we thought it was a fabulous idea Um, the kids have quite like quite enjoyed the different way of teaching for zoom i think they've like kind of cottoned on to oh it's less pressure because she's not actually like telling me to my face and it's not as scary I can just try new things and you know be a bit more free so I think they're quite appreciated as doing zoom so have you kept your is it just keeping the kids engaged or have you tried to keep your program fully functional the first week we did quite a lot of like this is your class you have to keep it keep up with these um these times these different like uh, teachers who you would normally have um, but then I think as soon as we traveled on to zoom we just didn't we didn't really think oh let's stick to these we thought let's give them different opportunities like 
for example, I just taught jumps workshop and then as other coach, Emma, she taught like flexibility and then um, as other, uh, the, my sister who I co-own on, on Yorkshire Matters with, um, she did like tap, ballet and that sort of thing. So I think we've given them like quite a varied amount of dance and cheer and cheer. <laughs> Not to go, obviously, because there's going to be coaches who watch or listen to this. Um, not to go too in depth into financials, but what have you guys done financially? Have you have you created a new package? Have you created? So we we for April's asked um, obviously if they're in um, a good financial position, if they could obviously keep their fees, and then we could um, take that whole bulk of lessons that they've missed out on and transfer it to over summer. So they're not really going to miss out on on paying anything. Um, they're just going to get as much back as what they would normally just we're just switching it up really and then it came to obviously May's fees and we've decided to just say look if you've got a donation if you're able to pay to fund you know those little fees that we have because thank thank god we don't have overheads because we don't own our own premises so we are really thankful for that and obviously our hearts go out to those people who are really struggling um, but we don't have that to worry about so we've decided to just say look if you've got anything to give towards our program to just keep it up and running whilst we're not there um it's greatly appreciated and obviously in return we will zoom classes we will give you um like one-to-ones when we're back so we've we've kind of worked around it but we've um we've stopped their standing orders for this month and just said if and when you can and if not it's totally fine we totally get it because we're all we're all in a bit of a confused state <laughs> you find that the parents that maybe haven't lost their jobs or their incomes are the same that they're sticking with that whole we say cheerleading is a family and I think a lot of programs, are, even the big programs are seeing the same thing that a lot of families are like, well, my financial situation hasn't changed. I'm going to pay and we'll sort it out towards the end of the month or two, three months down the line. Do you find like your parents have done that for yeah. you? Yeah, quite a lot of them. Like, And they've, they've like sent us really heartfelt messages like saying that <clears throat> we're like really thankful for what you've done for my, for my kids and you know we would never want to see Yorkshire Matters not succeed after this and we, we really are with you till the end and me me and my sister were like oh thank you <laughs> we've, we've had quite a few tears over the some of the messages <laughs> that's that's one thing that worries me i i, I don't want to see any program off the back of this disappear but it could easily happen easily could mm-hmm. happen um and that's that's one yeah. thing that makes me feel a bit gets me a bit sad yeah. that a program could suffer from from this um so hopefully all programs around the country have all done the same sort of thing because not everyone has lost their income. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, there are no programs that, that disappear. So um, apart from co-owning your own program, you also studied at Liverpool um, yep. performing arts. Performing arts. Yep. Yeah, you um, are a building from the ground up educator instructor and you're on this year's team england jazz team yep yeah yeah that's right so we know all that about you how how did you get into dancing well so obviously me and my sister co-own yorkshire matters and she was definitely my biggest inspiration from being three years old i just knew watching my sister on that stage of like Yep, get me some of that dancing. I love it. <laughs> so I went to our local dance school and unfortunately she didn't do dance classes for three-year-olds. So I just 
sat at the front of the class each time my sister went into class I'd just sit there and just watch for that full hour being three years old and being very hyperactive and um, my mum was a bit like how is she doing that like sitting down for a full hour just watching dancing so after a few months of me doing that I'm begging the teacher can can you please put me a class on <laughs> um, she I was the first ever starlight that she ever had because I'd nagged that much <laughs> So from there, I went and did all of my ballet grades and just followed the footsteps of, of my sister because every time she did something, I was like, wow, I want to do that. I want to have a go. Um, and then she pretty much went off to uni and did all that. And I, I just I just really, really wanted to like fulfill what I've always thought of the biggest inspiration. She's just made it. So I wanted to do that. Um, and so I went through all my grades from uh, BATD and then I went to Northern School of Contemporary Dance in Leeds. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and I did a Yorkshire Young Dancers scheme. Um, and you have, to, you have to get like a grant from the government. They like give you pretty much a scholarship. And I, I was lucky enough to get a grant from the government. And I spent, I think from being 12 or 13, I spent a good three or four years there. And then from then I went under my foundation degree um, there too in contemporary dance. And then that's when I got into, um, Lipper. It took me a, it took me a few no's, but then I got into Lipper. <laughs> so how did you find cheerleading? Was that through dance into a cheer dance gym and then found cheer? And because you have competed cheerleading too, um, so is that how you found I have, cheer? Yeah. Or? Uh, sideline cheerleading was our first like, oh, this is this is you know pom poms. You you cheer on football teams. You cheer on um, rugby teams. So we did that for, well, my sister did that for quite a few years and then she found competitive cheer and she was like, wow, this is a whole new world. And that was back in, I think that was back in like 2000 and I want to say 14. It's quite a long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's when we like started getting into like actual competitive cheer. Um, yeah. And, and like since then she, she decided to go with UKCA, get them qualifications and then as program just started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I was like, wow, I want to go, like, I want to go where these people are going. I want to go to America. I want to go worlds. And one, one day I decided to try out for aviators cheer yeah. and got on a level six team and then went to worlds. It was waiting for that email to say if I'd got on the team or not was, I think it was better than anything I've ever sat and watched. I was yeah. like, Oh my God. It's oh a good goodness. experience. My yeah. first ever get. You're, you're, it's just that first ever acceptance. Like, oh, yeah. like am I going to get it? Am I not going to get it? <laughs> yeah. um, there was me, my dad, my sister all sat around this computer <laughs> waiting for the email. <laughs> it was brilliant. So, what do you prefer be best, cheer or dance? Uh, um. Come on, you know you're going to want to say dance. I know you want to say dance. See, the thing is, there's nothing more like breathtaking than watching an amazing cheerleading routine and watching like everybody just be in love with the same thing and you know striving to get that skill that they know that they're going to nail and how happy they are how excited they are and seeing the crowd around them there's nothing better than watching an amazing cheer cheerleading um performance but dance for me is just it's my everything i can't i can't imagine a day going without dancing ever <laughs> So after, so when you went to um, Liverpool and studied performing arts, where was it you wanted to go from there? What was the dream from there? Uh, my dream was to um, like go on cruise ships and do the whole dancer thing. Um, 
and I got I got offered cruise ships and I got offered um, quite a lot of like freelance work dancing for like you know little productions and I did um, I can't remember what year it was but I did a pantomime and it was it was brilliant it was really great but I think my love was always for teaching like my dancers and and being back at my program and investing every experience that I've ever been lucky enough to have into those dancers and I think that was like my calling really I don't think so is that it was so is that what that that idea was after university is that a no now is that okay cool it was it was a it was a, a dream but now I've found something else um no I'd, I'd never say no to stuff if it's a great opportunity I'd probably always go go and just seize the day see what happens <laughs> I could love it I could hate it but I think I'd never say no if it was offered to me now but I think I think my my program would suffer and that would be that would be a bit disappointing considering how much I've we've we've um put into it yeah yeah that's what I found now taking over like uh, I was ready to I was ready to retire even though I didn't end up retiring I was ready to retire because <laughs> watching other coaches coach I was like I want to have that feeling because I'd always said no to coaching because I was like I want to be an athlete and that's it but then yeah. seeing them coach and seeing what they were getting from it I was like okay I'm I'm, I'm ready I'm ready to to stop competing and put everything into coaching so I feel like it's a completely different mindset. You, you, you have to think about 20 <laughs> other people, how you coach 20 other people. You have to other problems that could happen, might happen, will happen. Um, like you say, it's a different passion and you want to, because you've had some good experiences and good feelings, you want to pass that on. You want other Definitely. people to feel the same feeling. Definitely. I think my main thing about teaching my girls Oh, I'm a guys now. I've got I've got a, an, an amazing dancer that's just come to our program. He's phenomenal. Yes. Go boys. I know. I'm, I was like, Whoa. all the girls keep looking at him, going, "Oh my god, I, I wish I could do what he could do." I'm like, "Well, you can. You've got arms and legs." <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, yeah. So um, I think for me, my main thing that I love to do is just is invest in those who want to want to learn, who've got that fire in them, that they want to progress, they want to be incredible, and there's nothing more beneficial to me than investing in them and then seeing their faces when they actually achieve something like they've, they've just gone from maybe just doing some drills for like months and months and months and then it just takes me to just say right let's let's just spend five ten minutes on this and let's really like nail it and then seeing the faces when they've just achieved it and we've recorded it and they're like yeah is is the best it's amazing i love it <laughs> so yorkshire myers is a cheer and dance correct yeah yeah so with all your dance, whilst you've been competing in dance and also coaching dance, uh, what are like three of the main technique points that you, you know, them ones that just never leave your brain, whatever you're doing, you've always yeah. got at least one or two or three bullet points that you're like, this is what I'm looking for in everything. Everything I do, everything I teach, even yourself when you're still competing, you're doing something and that one or two things will still be in your head. Like, I hope this is right. I hope that's correct. Let's go with number one. What, yeah. what would number one be? Um, I'd probably say control. So like core control, leg placement control, arm control. I think especially especially because my dancers see me dance, they expect like for me to implement what I am saying to them into me. And it's very hard when you're older to 
remember all these things. <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I sometimes forget that I'm getting slightly older. Um, so I think definitely control, like having that core connection to everything that you do is so important because A, it prevents you from being injured and B, it sets you off for that great level of progression. Because if you don't have the correct core control, if you don't have the the understanding of ribs to hips and you don't have that understanding of how to you know keep keep tight whilst executing 500 different things with your body i think it, you, you just lack that elegance and you lack that power as a dancer so definitely control for me is one of my top ones i think that goes into not near enough everything but like you wouldn't that's, that's it's a great point to to focus on that's what i was trying to get at is like you wouldn't you just see people dance. I know that sounds very cliche. You could say that about any, any sport or any performance, but to actually be dancing, but thinking about your core control and that slight little bit of toe, hand, whatever placement, obviously then makes what, what you're doing look 10 times crisper, 10 times better. And like you just said, 10 times easier. Um, yeah, definitely. So what would be your number two? Um, ankle control. So for me, working on the lower leg in technique classes, you know, developing your retirees, developing your higher elevators. Um, I think quite a lot of people just put that down to turns. And um, for me, when I'm teaching the dancers, I'm, th I'm telling them that the stronger your ankles are, the more powerful your toes become in a releve and a rise, the easier your turns are, for sure but the, the more powerful your leap's gonna be because everything comes from that, like in tumble, everything is, is in the ankle power, in, in the feet. So the stronger they are, the easier your leaps are gonna be so that you can focus on the placement instead of the height. And the, the better you're gonna be able to take off from one leg in, for example, a spinning disc, in a switch leap, everything's taken off from one leg. The stronger they are single, uh, on a single leg, the easier it is to work on that power together for your jumps as well. So I always think ankle, ankle, Strength placement. It's a dream as a dancer. Awesome. That, that, that's that's a, a two really good points. What would your third one be if you have one? Mm. Performance. You believe your belief that you can you can achieve what you what you set out to do. Because it's not just. I think I think quite a lot of people put down performances just smiling. It's just you know bright eyes, but. For me, performance is just how well you present yourself. Like, there's nothing nicer than doing a beautiful pirouette and then finishing in a strong position. Or if you're in lyrical or jazz and you just open up that line and your chest is risen and your chin's lifted. For people, always forget that performance can be trans transferred straight over into technique. You don't have to be so dull whilst thinking about other things. <laughs> I love all three of those because all three of those to me they scream foundation as in base layer, like without good control, without good placement, without good um, strength, and without good performance, then you're just moving, really. <laughs> you're not dancing. Hey, not, not dancing. <laughs> you're not dancing. You're not thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so to me, that just shows a, a base layer. Yeah. With I all think technique, technique definitely is just a, a base layer. Like, I think it's it's hugely important to like cheerleading, have those levels that you start from the very bottom. You develop your, your strength first. You develop your technique by repetition. And then 
then you focus on those elite skills because a starting from the bottom you prevent an injury and then you're you as the dancer you're starting to understand the importance of why there is a progression because it's you have to be able to be elite at everything not just them not just your triple pirouettes into a, a fast spot turn and a second sequence you've got to be able to nail that single pirouette control onto a high-rise relevé before you set out this it's that importance of control to develop them skill sets it's just great i love technique <laughs> i'm trying to think into it because dance is not my so as you're explaining things i'm trying to <laughs> the people who are listening to the audio and not watching the video that i'm actually my eyes and i'm just trying to look at all over the place to try and think about what you're actually explaining and what's going on. I'm like, yeah. yeah. So a la second turns, basically, are just um, a turn with your leg out. You know, like you would in um, a toe touch, your leg lifts out in second. Yeah, so it's just one leg out whilst you're turning on your supporting leg um, and you just take a plie, you open it out into second, you take a plie. So that's a la second turns. Or, or a fouette sequence, as most people know it. So is that when so your, leg, your leg comes up, you end up in like an owl or not? Oh, yeah, that's right. See, you're spinning you're... L into spinning feet together, back to spinning L. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> it? I've learned it. I'm, a, I'm now a dance teacher. <laughs> you can L a second turn. <laughs> I, I actually used to dance. That's how I got into everything I did. I used to do like your, your acro, modern, tap, jazz, ballet. That's when I was a kid because my. See, because my sister did it, so then I went into dance and then went from there into everything else. Nice. So you learn yeah. something every day, don't you? <laughs> Everyone's learned something new. I don't think no one knows that, apart from like people <laughs> we've had like, this conversation with. Um, so yeah, you, this year you were on Team England Jazz, world's team, correct? Yep. How was correct. that? Let's go up to like three months ago. Let's, let's rewind three months ago. Up to there how has that been as a journey they're uh, phenomenal i never ever thought i would be able to compete dance at worlds i've only ever done cheer so this season i was a little bit in two minds whether to try out as a dancer or just stick to coaching it and obviously unfortunately for the dancer one of the dancers dropped out and then the director of team england jazz and um, decided to ask me if i would okay to dance and I was a bit like oh am I, am I good enough <laughs> you know I haven't trained for quite some time like I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to be you know okay Did, to were you, dance. just to bring me up to date were you part of the coaching staff then or was that the year before you were part of the coaching staff that's this year so last year I was part of the coaching staff so the first ever team England Jazz yeah I was part of the coaching staff and then us three stuck together for this year um and then obviously I was originally supposed to, I think I only, I only actually did one week of, um, uh, one training of um, coaching and then I was asked to be in it. So I didn't really miss out on anything. I was, I've been part of the choreography journey. I've been part of the, you know, being in a team, which obviously it's very strange for me because I've only ever had my own team. So being a part of a different team where, where all dancers from all over come together, it was just such a, it's a brilliant, brilliant experience. Really good. How did you find going from being a coach? I know you initially did, you did one, but if you were the coach the year before, surely you were still coaching some dancers that you've coached the year before. How yeah. did that work? How did that go down, going from being authoritative to being now a dancer? 
lots of pressure, <laughs> especially when, because I, I like, I like to focus obviously more on technique. Um, and whilst they're dancing, I'm, I'm screaming at them, like, lock out those bottom legs, like <laughs> spot faster. And then obviously I'm shouting that at them, that they've got to expect me to be able to do that same thing that I'm, you know, advising them to do. So it was a lot of pressure when I first stepped into it because I thought, oh God, they're going to, they're going to think I'm absolutely rubbish. I'm not going to be able to do anything. And all the girls reacted to it amazingly. When, when they were told that I was going to be a dancer, I think they actually like looked at me and was a bit like, whoa, this is exciting. So I think they were, they were excited to see me actually dance. Um, hopefully they weren't disappointed. <laughs> I felt like, I felt like because I was a, um, a coach the year before, I had a lot of motivating to do this year. And, you know, saying that like, I've seen what it's like, I've felt what it's like as a coach. And now we have to maximize our potential. We've got to, all of us beautiful dancers together make magic for our coaches. And I think they, they responded quite well to me being like the motivator. And I was shouting through the dance whilst we were, you know, at training or whilst we had our showcase at FC. I, I was quite like, Mrs. Motivator, shall we say. <laughs> How do you find the, um, so what I found when, when I, well, the one main thing that reminds me of Team England I don't know if it's the same with dance, I hope it is, is, is the coming around from all the different programs, even if you've got any beef as such, or you've heard stuff about this cheer program, that cheer, or they've even heard stuff about you as an athlete or a dancer, and then how everyone just comes together. And yeah. I, for the years I did it, that's what I loved, the, the fact of I never knew any other athletes. And I felt like that's what, it kind of brought the cheer scene together because not many people congregated, especially top teams, congregated together until Team England started becoming a thing. And then you saw friends and big friendships. And that, that's what a really good experience I got out of it was I got to know other people and they got to know me. Was that, is it the same in the dance Team England God, side? Definitely. And you learn so, so much from like, like, I'm a coach and I've been, I've been around the world dancing. But yeah, I can learn so much from dancing with like those other younger dancers. It's incredible. And I think, I think that they, they love the fact that they can expand out and go and meet those different dancers that they've probably only watched on Instagram, but now they're dancing alongside. And that's such an inspiration for so many of those younger, younger dancers. Um, and I know for, cause I have quite a lot of um, dancers in Team England POM and um, I've got a dancer in, Team England Adaptive Abilities POM as well. So I know that they're coming back to me like, you'll never guess who I've met, you'll never guess what I've learned today. And I, there's nothing that I love more than them learning. I don't understand why dance, dance teachers stop their athletes from going and experiencing all these different things because it benefits them dancers and it benefits you in the long run because they get inspired. They want to work harder. They have new, fresh ideas. You can't, I just think, as a coach or athlete, you can't know everything. And you won't ever know everything. Oh God, no. no, and you'll Love always that. have something that you're not good at. And then I think for me, if I don't know something, I am definitely going to go out there and either try to learn it myself or get somebody in that knows better than me. Because <laughs> that's for, it's for my program. It's not a personal thing. I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say that I know, I, I know a little tiny bit of dance. I don't know everything. You want the best <laughs> so athletes. You want the best to get athletes. people in. The best athletes, best dancers. And if you can create that from learning or getting other people in, then go get the right people in. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to do your research to find those right people. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. That's, it's, it's, a, it's the mindset that everyone needs, really. 
you're never going to know everything and you, you're always, always a sponge to learn. Always a sponge to learn. So taking, let's just take your mindset into just an athlete. Mm-hmm. Forget about being a, being a coach. It's, we're now four weeks down the line. We should be at Worlds now. How has that affected you as an athlete and how are you dealing with it? I was absolutely gutted because it was my first year to actually dance at Worlds and I've been, what, like four years and I was absolutely buzzing. Like I came home like a little child to my mum. I was like, mum, you'll never guess what? And I was just so excited. And to hear that obviously we, we don't, we're not going to get that chance this year, it was just a little bit heartbreaking. But I think for me, especially I did put out into the, the Team England chat as well. For me, I think I need to really appreciate the fact that eh, I had this opportunity in the, in the beginning to be a part of Team England and B, that I managed to learn this whole routine. I performed it with quite a lot of incredible dancers and we managed to actually get a showcase in which quite a lot of other Team England didn't get a showcase in. They didn't get to showcase their routine. Whereas Team England Jazz did, and I, I feel like for me, I, I, I'm going to transfer my sadness into gratefulness. I'm grateful that we, we've managed to be able to be together as dancers and be taught by two incredible coaches. And they, they were so willing to invest their time, voluntary, into us to, de- to develop us, to make us incredible dancers, to represent England. And that's, that's a big thing. I'm, I'm very grateful to be a part of that. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a great way to, to look at it. You see a lot of this, be positive, do this, do that. But that's a, it's a great, that, that, that actually works. Like be grateful that you have the opportunity. Definitely. And it's not like you've lost a position. It's not like you're now not going because the team didn't place or couldn't go. It's, it's, a, it's a worldwide medical like situation. <laughs> to then tell yourself that actually yeah I was I was gonna go and I was gonna be there and I'm I was I'm grateful to have been picked for that team that's that's an awesome way to to think about it and to bring yourself back down to earth really boys it probably you as a coach though you had you feel like you have to have a little bit different in your head like okay I'm a coach I now need to approach this in a different way because I'm yeah. being watched um whereas like just an athlete who's like that was my lifelong goal and it's just been stopped in my tracks type thing like let it 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 should affect you guys but you're gonna get a chance to do it again god yeah and if not work harder if you if you think that you're not quite ready work harder put in that effort put in that time go to class earlier come out of class later if it's obviously possible do videos outside of class make you a better dancer so that you get that opportunity again don't give up there's no point Love that, love that, Danielle. Um, yeah, it's the thing, like I say, unless, unless you're, we don't know what they're going to do with age grids yet, unless that all the stars have aligned and it just wasn't for you and you now age out and it's just like of a certain division or I know, I know Team England and that's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, it, you're going to get to do it again. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I saw an athlete the other day this was her first ever year she could be old enough to go to Worlds. And ever since she started cheerleading, she's wanted to go to Worlds. And it's just been ripped from underneath her. But it's like, sweetheart, you're 15. Like, 
relax. <laughs> relax. You've got another ten years. You can go to Worlds. Like, <laughs> like re relax, relax. Um, and I think I do like all the social media. That's like, I wish I was there. I wish. Duh, 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 very sad. But to to take your point on it, I think everyone should be doing the same. That one, we're safe, and and two, that we're gonna get to do it again. Um, yeah. Have you seen? Um, oh. Uh, Comedy Dynamite Bomb Squad's Instagram. No. They're doing a virtual world and someone's photoshopping <laughs> team pictures. So everywhere they're meant to be, like if they're going shopping to Walmart, someone's like put them shopping in Walmart and then they're meant to have gone to Brandon. So they photoshopped them in Brandon. Uh, they should have gone to the beach. So they all went like at home, took pictures of themselves on the beach and stuff. And then someone's photoshopped it in. And I'm like, I know there's some sad people on that team, but that's such a great, like, I'm waiting for the next pitch the next day to see what they were meant to be doing on their, on their itinerary, just to it's laugh at the picture. Yeah. Huh? It's making light of a sad situation. Yeah, and it's just, like I say, it's a situation that everybody's involved in. <laughs> everyone's involved take, in You take the choice to, to be sad about it, or you can be positive about it and find positives, because it's, it's okay to be sad and upset because that's a natural thing for you to feel that you're not necessarily going to be doing the thing that you've looked forward to all year it's totally fine to be sad but there's only so much sadness you can endure why not you know reminisce on those positives i think the other day we had um because obviously my team was supposed to go to summit um and it was the first year that we'd, we'd ever got on a bid and it's been my dream as a coach to obviously i've been training my dancers since they were like tiny we are going to go to worlds one day and we're not going to stop until we get there and we got a summit bid and this was the best thing in, of our lives. <laughs> so obviously all the dancers have been in, every, like I think three or four times a week for like two or three hours, sometimes even more. And we've, it's been nonstop training. Like we are going to be amazing. We are going to be clean. We're going to have those skills that we've, we've you know, dreamt of. Um, and I think for them, they were more so bothered about not showcasing that routine and not, you know, being on that stage as opposed to, being in America and being in Disneyland, I think that obviously was a, was sad for them. But if, for me, I think I've drilled it into them that much that they are so honoured and so thankful that they actually got that opportunity to even go to America to to do the thing that they love over Disney. That's 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 great coaching and great leadership. Like you you need to you've already said it yourself to how you're dealing with it. So then all you do is just pass that on to your athletes, and they will be exactly the same. They'll be like. When someone says to them, oh, it's so bad. And they'll just be like, yeah, but I got the chance. So, and, and they'll, like you say, turn a bad situation into a good situation. Um, going on to that, what do you think EPs will do regarding bids? Ooh, I don't know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they'll honour the bids. But then it's just down to the, um, the age grid because we have two girls on our summit team that are about to age out. So that would mean, obviously, that they wouldn't be able to go next year and... Yeah, I think, I think, I think the thing everyone wants to do is they honour the bids, change the age grid. Yeah. Because like, especially American teams too, nearly all their divisions I think are age. So a lot of people have like aged out now. They've left cheerleading forever. So it's either they say it's one of those things, or they move the age grid. But then you got to think about. I then think oh, about the people who wanted a bid this year. <laughs> One in a bid, sorry guys. People who can't see this, Danielle Lux just being attacked by something. 
Um, <laughs> I feel for the people, and one of, one of them here is my team, my coach, were going to go for a summit bid. And we were, the other, we were the other end of it of, guys, do you want that summit bid or not? Like when they weren't working hard enough, when we, when we had problems at first competition, it was like, well, you ain't going to get a summit bid like that. And it's on the other hand, you guys have worked for summit and lost it. We're now working just to get the bid. And could we lose that because can't, EPs can't really afford double the amount of bids? Yeah. So it's, it's a horrible situation. Like I, I myself wish, hope your bid can be moved over so your team get it. But then I also don't because <laughs> I want a team that can get a bid. So it's like, uh... The nature of competitive cheer. Unless they offer, unless maybe they just, they honour the, all the bids, but they're going to not put any paid bids out in 2021 it'll only be non-paid because then they don't lose out on financially just means they've got hella teams at worlds <laughs> double the amount of teams a week of worlds and a week of summit <laughs> like completely double the amount of teams at worlds yeah it's, it's i wouldn't like to be an ep Mm-mm. no me either very stressful situation for them i would not like to be an ep well i'm glad that you've dealt with the situation very well obviously I think being not just I think being a a coach thrown into being back to being an athlete makes it easier to deal with because you have to have that head on your shoulders because you've got 50 60 whatever kids you've got on your program underneath you that you can't you can't be seen to be losing your 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 head at home and like I'm really sad about worlds and then you're telling them to be grateful that you were gonna go um so, but I'm glad that it hasn't affected you, um, losing, losing out on Worlds. Will you go for Team England coaching staff next year? Or maybe yeah, even think, competing? Well, yeah. I don't quite think I'll be uh, good enough next year to be a dancer, but I'll try anyway because there's no harm in trying. But, yeah, I definitely would love to go for coaching again. It's just, it's just amazing. And I think... The two other coaches that are on the coaching staff of Team England Jazz, it's just incredible to learn from them, to, to just be friends with them because they have such big programs and they are absolutely incredible human beings as well as coaches. So I think it's just a great opportunity and it's, yeah. So with your, with your um, extensive amount of knowledge and experience and people you've got to work with and running your own team and competing, you you also do camps, don't you? You travel, you do choreography, you do dance and stuff like that. How can people find this? How can people um, find you? I've got an Instagram um, and they can just message me on the Instagram. I think it's um, Danielle Cheer and Dance on Insta. That's I will put it underneath. Um, I'll put it in the, in, the, in the comments below anyway. I'll put all your social medias. Do you have any any? Do you have a website or anything like that, or is it literally just no, social just social media? media. Yeah, because it went it went a priority at the beginning. Like, I just I'd got um, a few people got in contact with me wanting jumps camps, wanting technique clinics, you know, things like that, and then it just got got quite big, <laughs> quite quickly. Awesome, and those I've heard good good things about about you, and also working with you, you get to you get to see it. So yeah, I would definitely recommend you a hundred percent. And you do you do choreo as well, don't you? Is it just yeah. dance choreo or team choreo? 
So I do end of dance uh, end dance section choreography. I do um, like jazz, lyrical, palm. Um, I do do um, cheer choreography, but more. Haha, <laughs> you said do do. Do do. I sometimes do that and then I forget that I've actually done it. Do do. Um, if people do find you on social media and stuff, can they ask you questions during this time? I know they can book you through social media, but can they, are you happy for questions, coaches help, athlete help? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Any questions, feel free to ask. Awesome. So it's Danielle. Yeah, Danielle, cheer and dance. Danielle, cheer and dance. Don't send us stupid things and ask her if it's TikTok's okay. Mm -mm. Ask her good technique questions, coaches and athletes. Um, and you can also book Danielle for camps and stuff. Thanks yeah. for coming on, Danielle. I've enjoyed that chat. It was fun. Thank you. And I will probably get you on in the next couple of weeks, I think. And we'll talk jumps. Sounds good. My other love. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Later. What a sick episode that was. Thank you for your view or your listen. Please don't forget to press the bubble and subscribe wherever it is on the thing to the YouTube channel. And if you haven't seen the rest of the playlist, click the box and go watch all the others. Go now. Puzzle pieces.